ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five, I believe it's five, of Fantasy Film Fights, the show where we take a random film topic and we check it fantasy style. As always, to my left today, on my very far left, I've got Tony. Tony, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Hey, I should tell you right this time. You've got it this week. Nice. And in the top middle right here, we've got Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm trying my best to stay awake. Oh, if I start, my head starts dropping, just give me a quick shout and I'll be back with you. Will do. Will do. I made someone else suffer the pain of having to be me hosting this late at night. No one did the pain of being you. Let's be brutally honest. I there. know. So no we'll try to, to we'll try to keep your attention straight. Don't fall asleep on us. And directly below me, we've got Jordan. Jordan, welcome. How you doing, Val? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. We're very happy to have you since this is your first family show ever. So exciting. Yay. Ever. Then we got directly down here in the middle, we've got Aaron. Aaron, how are you feeling today, pal? Peggy G, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I'm hanging in there as well. And last but certainly not least, from all the way from Hawaii, we've got Alan. Alan, who's stuck in traffic but still going to play. How are you doing? I'm good. Actually, I just got to a parking lot. I'm safe. I'm in Temple Valley, uh, which is kind of lovely. You can't really see it out the back of the car, but uh, feeling good about being here. Mahalo for having me. Ah, well, uh, just quickly from the chat. Um, Alan, don't get distracted, please, for your safety. <laughs> I'm not, I'm party see, now, so we're good. I just want to see the insurance claim of just like, yeah, someone picked a movie that I really wanted in a draft, <laughs> and I got I accidentally swerved it and hit another car. <laughs> <laughs> Let's definitely hope that doesn't happen. Uh, today, that won't happen. Sorry, sorry. Were you going to say something, Alan? No, no, I'm good. I tend to do that. I tend to jump over people. I'm trying to work on it. Today's topic is movies directed by a John. So it should be pretty interesting. Hopefully people got their list. Tony, you want to break down the process of how we choose draft order? Yeah, absolutely. But before, just quickly say, because some people have been asking about it, when we say John, we mean anyone with John as a first name. So J-O-N, J-O-H-N, Jonathan, John, if you're French, if you want to go French. I know that Aaron is very much into his classic French films. It's, all his list is just going to be full, like, 30s French films. You know how they do. Very artsy. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so um, anyone anyone with the name John is the first name. If anyone does try to do it first, go for a Johnson as surname, we'll kick you off and ban you for life. <laughs> Not really true, but it's found upon this one. Jeff uh, right. uh, so, yeah. Draft order. So the way that we set draft order is that we're going to ask a question of going close to the pin. So whoever gets close to the number closest to the question that I've got gets to decide the order for everyone. Mm-hmm. So the- Tony will be asking the question today because I'm going to be the one playing along. Woo-hoo. Yeah. All right. So the question is, oh, uh, Scully in the chat. Just one count. <laughs> Ooh. Spanish John? Yes. One? I can't one count, but Dos doesn't. Chico appreciates that. Uh, oh, God. But I'm bummed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the question, so it's about 20 seconds. You have to think of the answer to be fair. If you, if anyone does ever get this question right on the nose, we ban you for life because you're too good at trivia. That's me, Alan. A lot of banning for life going on today, Tony. <laughs> yeah, there is. I've already banned like four people today, just because they annoy me. Tony's <laughs> in a good mood, people. <laughs> I wonder what Peg wasn't on. <laughs> okay, so the question is: so the first John to ever win Best Director was John Ford. 
how many months has it been since he won the Oscar to today? Months? How many months? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the date, but he was the first, he was the, John Ford was the first person to win Best Director. But first, John to win Best Director, so you can imagine John. it's going to be early. Say... Oh my God! How many months? How many months? <laughs> Have fun with the math, Tony. <laughs> uh, Joseph, uh, yeah, uh, from his first win. So when he first won uh, for first win, first win, his first win for the Informer. God. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I just threw a number down. Dude. <laughs> All right, Jesus. everyone got everyone got a guess. I got a number. Damn it! <laughs> you do time for this math. God damn! I love you. Just, you did not tell me there'd be math. I love how tickle pink John is. Uh, not John. Uh, Alan is. <laughs> you made Chico leave. You made Chico leave. All right. So um, I think <coughs> okay, so. We'll start with Alan first, since he. <laughs> We've lost Alan. We've lost Alan. Four hundred ninety-seven. Four hundred ninety-seven. All right, Dave. Oh, I don't think it's gonna be very odd. Oh my god. Um, I did. You, you never told me there would be any kind of mutton. I was just. Going, oh my god. I know twenty-one forty-eight. Twenty-one forty-eight. Wow. And Jordan. Ah, yeah. uh, thirteen fifty. Like 1350. 1,000. Okay. Um, Peggy? I put 417. Yeah. Uh, Dave? 462. All right. Uh... And here comes the part where Tony gets to struggle with math because he made <laughs> it. Because he didn't do it. It's an easy number. I'm just give me a second. It's been a while since I've been in. Let's Chat talk. amongst uh, yourselves. Because uh, uh, two people are about eight and off from each other. Uh, either side. So the guy who gets let me let me get a calculator quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be prepared for the show. Prepared-ish. <laughs> All right, got it. Okay, so the closest to it. So the, I'll tell you that it was the eighth Academy Awards held in March fifth, nineteen thirty-six. One thousand seven months and twenty-one days ago, meaning that Jordan is the closest. Sure. Hey, look at that! So I just say so. Already he, winning. He was, was three hundred forty-three away. Dave was three hundred fifty-five away on the opposite side. Wow. I was only like oh. thirteen hundred away. <laughs> so Jordan, that means you get to set the draft order. Anyone can, can pick any order you want. You can go first, you can go last, whatever you want. But just let us know. I'll go first. You want to go first? So Jordan's yeah. first. Okay. Then how you want it to go? Oh gosh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right, remember names. I'm sorry. What's everyone's names again? I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Well, I'm Peggy. Up here in the middle, we got Dave right next to you. That's Aaron. And then the <laughs> on his car, that's Alan. Okay, Alan. That's okay. That's what I thought. Uh, and wait, Peggy, are you playing too? Or, or? I am. I'm yeah, playing. Okay. She's, uh, I'm not. 
Oh wow! Okay then. Um, so, um, the... so you've got the woman, you've got the British person, you've got the person that looks like the big balcony if you want on a diet, and you got the guy in the car. Wait, yeah. what do I look like? Uh, also, Peggy, Peggy Basque, if you want on a diet. Oh, nice, thanks. Tony Shish. I'll say Peggy second. Okay. Okay. Uh, then Chuckles over there. <laughs> okay. Um, Chuckles. Uh, and then uh, Dave, and then uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. All right. So let me just go next to each other. That's all. Good one. So uh joining your gun first, Peggy is second, Alan is third, Dave is fourth, and Aaron is taking up the rear. Yeah, I am. Hey yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. With that, we are set and ready to roll. So Jordan, you are officially on the clock for the first overall pick for directors or movies directed by a John. Yeah, I almost got this wrong as well. At first, I thought it was director's name, John, and I was mm -hmm. just making that list. Mm -hmm. So that oh. would have been very <laughs> embarrassing. Um, my favorite is so, Carpenter. Uh, number one pick, I felt like it was a, a very, very clear choice. Um, I'm going to go with one of the very few movies that's ever won all the awards. Best picture, best director, best actress, best actor, best screenplay. I believe that's all correct. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Demme's Silence of the Lambs. Nice. Love that movie. It's considered a horror. Personally, I don't I don't call it a horror. Psychological thriller, maybe. But it's listed as a horror. Well, I chose, I got a lot of flexes in uh, Hannibal Lecter in, my, in the villains episode. They're like, he's not really the villain. He's not. True. But Anti -hero. he's scary as fuck to me, so I picked him. Anyways, but I excellent pick. Yeah, great film of all time. Yeah, anyone want to put it in their two cents on Silence of the Lambs? Oh, my bad. Was I supposed to show it? I didn't do it. No, no, no you don't have to. Some people like to, some people don't. Um, yeah, I love, I love this movie. Um, I think it's one of the movies from the 90s that holds up particularly well today. <clears throat> Um, it is True Detective before True Detective. It's Ryan nice. Hunter. It's all these things that are popularized today. But before all that, I mean, uh, Anthony Hopkins absolutely deserved. Did he win Best Lead or Best Supporting for the? Uh, and Hopkins won Best Actor. Yeah, yeah, it was like what eight minutes or something. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It was totally worth it. Um, I tried to pretend that the sequels didn't happen, and uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, but that first one's great. So. I got no aid on that. That's an excellent first pick. Right. Thank you. So <clears throat> one off the board, Silence of the Lambs, which brings us over to me. I'm just going to quickly, um, just about your comment about him not being a villain. Um, yeah. Joe Zavala, he's not the main villain, but he's still a villain. And Scully, about you picking, uh, Joan picking Silence of the Lambs first. Tony's about to propose. <laughs> it's a great film. Okay, so I am up. I am going to go with a movie that happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. I can pretty much quote it back to front, front to back. Uh, it is one of the movies that I grew up with. And I think everyone can enjoy this movie because in some way, everyone is a brain or an athlete or a basket case or a criminal or a princess. I'm going with the Breakfast Club, directed by Jack. Oh, nice. Yeah. Can't help but that movie. If anyone asks me, like, my favorite movie, it usually depends on my mood that day, but my normal one, number one fail safe to go to is The Breakfast Club. So that's why I picked it. 
Anyone got anything to say from the peanut gallery on The Breakfast Club? It's a perfect film. I love it. I'm mad that you got mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have taken I, it, but yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan of it personally. Just it just I only watched it last year, maybe, so I I didn't get it when I was a teenager. So it probably would have felt much more when it was that. But it's still it's very well written. Um. Neil Westerfeld's character is very good. I want to punch uh, Finger Bob's. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Judd Nelson. Right I, I want to just beat up Judd Nelson. Not even the actor, just him as a person. Oh, something about his face for just my favorite me... uh, character in the movie. Actually, that's interesting. I think this is one of the better parts of the movie is that everybody can have a totally different reason for liking this movie. As universal as the story seems. Um, I loved Bender and his complex character and uh, his reasons for how he was, actually. And I didn't, mm -hmm. in fact, uh, I uh, mm -hmm. found him to be the most lovable character in the movie and the one I related to the most at certain points in my life. And then other points in my life, I've, you know, grown up a little bit more, maybe others. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a movie you can go rewatch and it's truly rewatchable because you can gain something different from it and it's also one you can just put on kind of half awake and enjoy still for what it is so that's wherever true. you're at it kind of meets you i think that's a strength of a lot of john hughes movies that might get picked tonight is that they kind of have that surface level enjoyability and then that deeper little caveat depending on how deep you are so great choice peggy i would have picked that first personally but sansa lambs would have been my two so right to pick <clears throat> in my opinion any more for any more about breakfast club before I throw in a question? Oh, God. All right. What, which one which one was you? <laughs> I can't speak. Uh, which one were you when you were in, in high school? Me? Were you the criminal? Yeah, everyone. We, criminal, princess, athlete, brain, basket case. I was a blend of different percentages of all of them, I think. But I guess I'd have to go athlete just because I played basketball. Athlete slash basket case. I was the criminal, without a doubt. <laughs> I became the criminal in college. I was a princess. Well, of course you were. Of course you were. What's with the pastels? All right, so I know. So that was Breakfast Club, directed by John Hughes. Off to pick number three, Alan. All right, um, a movie that uh, I can watch anytime at any point if it's on and i see it i will watch it till the end and then i'll go back and watch what i missed um it's a movie that has been endlessly rewatchable for me um it's a lot of fun it has great social commentary um and it's uh it, the cheese factor is off the charts i love every single second of it i love everything about it there's not a weak moment and that is john carpenter's they live Nice. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> All Can't help you on that one. I've never seen it, but I have this nice <laughs> list. I have this nice handy list that I'm compiling of all the movies that have been chosen on this show. It's going on it. That gotta go on it. Gotta go on it. Love it. Because I haven't seen it either. It's one of those I feel like I need to see, but I've never seen. Oh, you gotta see it. I was hoping someone would pick this, but I wasn't expecting it first round. I was thinking if any part of the film was getting picked, there was like two in my head that were like definites, but yeah. first round. But I, I, like the heart, though. I respect that. 
Yeah, it's, it's just something that uh, the first time I watched, I was just mesmerized. Absolutely mesmerized because you just couldn't believe what was happening. But at the same time, it made perfect sense from looking at society uh, through, uh, you know, a certain point of view, so to speak, to steal from another sci-fi. Um, but it was just, it's just an amazing film. Um, and uh, Roddy Piper, I mean, who thought he would be a compelling action star? And it has one of the best, longest, most unnecessary fight scenes in cinema history. It's absolutely beautiful. Are the <laughs> themes going to hold up or have they been kind of treaded on by a lot of like movies today, do you think? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of movies just stolen the ideas of this. Because, like, I went back and watched Robocop, and that held up, even though a lot of those themes yeah. that kind of used way poorer, because Robocop did it way better than all the shit that ripped it off. Mm -hmm. Is the original still, like, hold up as the original, or do I have to kind of look at it through dated glasses, you think? Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of things took influence from it. Um, but it and its influences, it wears proudly on its sleeve and doesn't make any you know qualms about oh you know we, we created this no 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 they stole this idea from certain things and it wears, wears it proudly um but it's just it's just incredible yeah and it's not dated at all i mean if if the things that happen in this movie if you were walking around and looking at billboards or certain things magazine ads you could completely say oh they they meant this for today yeah easy <laughs> it's perfect so i uh, I know they've been talking about having a remake. Uh, Matt Reeves was meant to. Yeah, Matt Reeves was. Before. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if it came when any, anything happened with that, or if it's in you know still in development hell, as they say. Looks Who knows? Like it's still in development hell, but yeah, yeah. If anyone could get their hands on that, Matt Reeves doing it would be so. Oh, good. it would be so good. <laughs> David Jordan, you guys seen May Live? A long, long time ago. I've seen bits and pieces, never all the way through. I've meant yeah. to, but never, never sat down with the intent. So it's just not happened. All right. Uh, Number three. I just before we go, uh, it probably has one of the greatest lines of action in the history of film. <laughs> I made a kick oh, out yeah. and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> that's it. That's the line. Ah, so that's where Richard Linkletter stole that one for Days Confused. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so pick number three overall when I... they live. That means, Dave, you're on the clock. Pick number four. What you got? Okay, I've got a Best Picture winner, a the start and opening of a franchise that lasted from the 70s into the 80s through the 90s to the noughties and all the way into the 2010s, even the two, yeah, 2010s, 1977's Best Picture winner, directed by John G. Avidson. There we go, that one as well. Yeah, it's Rocky. Sylvester Stallone writing it, it's his passion project. He wanted it making, yeah, it's just the best underdog coming through you think he's going to get there in the end on the first there but yeah it's a picture that, that always gets the blood pumping always i love watching this is why we're friends dave <laughs> i was wondering <clears throat> yeah no it, it's such a great film such a great film if i'm not mistaken i think it's the, the rocky is the most chosen film I think the only time it's not been chosen so far is being the greatest films. That's true. 
was in sports films. Yeah, it was in everything thus far. Oh, and free with titles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rocky Four. I could have made it work. So Rocky Five Thousand from Spaceballs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, how, do, how do we feel about that? As first round pick, Rocky. Does that belong in the pantheon of greatest movies by John? Absolutely. Hmm? Yeah. I think so. I see yeah, no, no, no qualms. Yeah, without question. That's pretty. It's my fourth favorite Rocky movie, though. I'm not sure about that. No. I agree with Siri. Yeah, Creed, Creed 2. Yeah, I, I include the Creed in my ranking. Creed, Creed 2, Rocky 3, then Rocky. Yeah, I just have Rocky 3 and Rocky 2 right in front of Rocky for me. Yeah, Creed's definitely mm. my number one. Now. I know it's a hot take. I really like Rocky 2, though. I'm That's a hot take. I'm going to make a prediction. We're going to see another John G. Alton film. However, if anyone does pick Rocky Five, the only other Rocky did, we're, we're done. <laughs> there might be another Ableton film. I just don't know if it's going to be that one. Yeah, that's right. I, I've got. Okay. All right. I just quickly go in the chat um, just about the last couple of picks. So, um, Ali Spence about They Live. Ali picked the fourth best comp in the film. <laughs> of course. Um, however, on the other end, Paul Yama, they live absolutely rules. There you go, Paul. Um, Scully, I'm mocking this once again, but it's calling the 2000s. <laughs> the noise is confusing as hell. Um, Rocket's worst best, best pick now, I'm on 1976, though, under Seven Gwona. Whoa. How dare <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. But that's the kind of the beauty of fantasy film fights. Everyone's that's gonna- how you get your comment brought up on this show, guys. If you, want to, uh, you gotta be the heat like Paul Yama does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and right. since Aaron, since you were speaking, oh Aaron, hi, yeah. you are now officially on the clock. Okay, yeah, I have uh, back-to-back picks here, but I'll start just do the one, then yeah, we're gonna do a recap. Do, yeah, we'll no talk about it, then we'll do a recap. Yeah, I was, you know, I was trying to just build a little drama, um, but anyway. Um, my first pick uh, was the first movie I wrote down. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. If you've at all talked to me about movies, this has probably come up within 10 minutes of me talking to you. Um, it makes me absolutely happy. It breaks me down to tears by the end of it. Um, it was a movie that was made for brothers. Uh, it's also made for everybody. <laughs> and it is <laughs> Sing Street. Yeah, damn it. Okay. That's everything. Uh, best song. Uh, you know, I mean, this movie, if you watch it and you don't get a little bit emotional, you don't have a fault. Um, and I really feel bad for you. Um, you know, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, it is not the most realistic movie of all time. It is not the most grounded in reality movie of all time. It doesn't have the most special effects. Uh, it doesn't have the best acting, although I think Jack Rayner is fantastic in it. He killed it. Yeah, he absolutely killed it. Um, and when he jumps at the end for his uh, brother as he's getting away with the girl, if you don't like get a little bit emotional, every time I've seen that, I've seen it probably 50 times, um, mm-hmm. I get a little bit emotional. So, you know, that is my pick. I love all the songs and I drive it like you stole it up uh, is personally my favorite song on there. Uh, and just uh, overall, just a great, great movie. Uh, and uh, they don't make enough like it. And John Carney has a lot of great picks. It was hard to choose. But <clears throat> Thing Street is one of my favorite movies of all time. 
just quickly before we go any further, uh, Ali Spence, whoever picks in street gets my vote, and then <laughs> later on, yes, Aaron wins. That's about to propose. <laughs> well, I can't fight you on this pick, Aaron, because I mean, it's one of my favorite. I love John Carney as, as a director. I'm getting way feedback from somebody in my yeah, it's me. It's hard to just double check. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Jack Rayner kills it. Like his whole speech, like how once he was a fucking jet engine, that part kills me. And watching Littlefoot attempt choreography is one of the small little perks you get in that movie. Yeah. Drive it like he stole it, the whole dream sequence. Mm -hmm. I think it's an excellent pick. I thought I was going to get it later rounds. I thought it was going to be sitting, hanging out there for me, but you went. I know this is early, but I'm picking my list based on not the best movies of all time here. Hmm. Uh, it is my favorite movies. And uh, Sing Street, I think, was the best movie of 2016. It was early, but I've got two picks and then 10 more picks till I pick again. So I got or That's true. So I got you. I, I refuse to not have this on my list. So, you know, I get it's early, but it's number one in my heart. And I was going to pick it if I had the number one pick, too. So, nice. <clears throat> Has anyone else seen Sing Street? No, not seen it. Ooh, it's been on my list for a long time, but I just haven't yeah, done it. I need to jump on it. You watch the Sing Street, and we'll get back to each other. They're basically a movie from what it's from the description here. Perfect okay. deal. All right, it's such a good film. Like, it's not the best film. It's my not favorite funny, film. But... I won't say the best. Relax, Paul Oyama. I... It doesn't have to be. I didn't see, uh, you know, your the, list is your list. Oh, Paul loves you, though, for it. I know. I know. I love <laughs> Paul, too. So uh, let's quickly just go through the first round, just wrap everyone up. Uh, so Jordan had the first overall pick, and he went with Silence of Lambs, trying to Demi. Second pick uh, was Peggy, and she went with Breakfast Club. Third pick was Alan, and he went with They Live. Fourth pick was Dave, and he went with Rocky. And then fifth was Aaron, and he went Sing Street. Yep. So... I do love the variety. Mm-hmm. There's not a variety. This is not the first first round pick, but first round when it's not all kind of the same films. They're all very vastly different. You got musical, horror, action, <clears> sports, <throat> whatever the hell Breakfast Club is. <laughs> Coming so major, comedy. Yes. <laughs> People just sitting around doing nothing. It's John Hughes is his own category. Yeah, he is his own category. For, yes, agreed. For story. All right, so. Aaron. Yes. Two. This is a much harder pick. Um, I'm torn between two, um, and I'm gonna just have to go with the. It's it's tough. They're both classics, but very different classics. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the action route with my classic. It's uh, one of the uh, best. Uh, Articles of clothing in the history of cinema, a white tank top, a barefoot man with cuts on his feet from glass. Damn it. I'm going with OG, Die Hard. With a vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) I love Die Hard with a vengeance, but Die Hard is my pick here. Um, I, first of all, want to have a well-balanced list here. So, you know, I think Sing Street and Die Hard pretty much... Both make me feel really good, but for very different reasons. Um, you know, again, Die Hard, not the most, uh, you know, realistic movie, but I feel like it inter- interwove the realism in at points, like with 
playing into the fact that he was barefoot and that he had limited ammo, limited communication with the outside world. Um, and just uh, there's classic lines after classic lines. I prefer all the stuff with him referring to himself as Roy Rogers. That's all good because I had no idea who that was as a kid. And I still love this movie. Kaye uh, <laughs> motherfuckers. The first thing I ever yelled on the playground. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I it, It's one that I can go back and revisit. Um, it spawned a genre of diehards on a. And, uh, you know, it's one of the only movies that uh, Brian Michaels and I can, you know, cuddle on the couch with. So, it will always be a close part yes. of my heart. Brian Michaels is very happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we cuddle. That's why he's happy. Right, That's why he's happy. Yeah, definitely. Die Hard, great movie. So, so I'm guessing everyone had this on their list at some point? Yeah. At some yep. point. <laughs> really high. Really high. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's such a great film, and just, uh, I get flagged for this, but it's probably the perfect action film. Like just one after you take away any of the sequels, if you just sit down, have to watch some, someone that's never watched an action film before. Here's a action film. It's die hard. Yeah, you get everything you need. I think it was my first action film, to be honest with you, and probably most, the most copycatted film of all time. Almost, I mean, really, because um, every, I mean, every action film tried to, oh, we're going to be the diehard in, you know, such and such location. I mean, just the, the best. My personal favorite is With a Vengeance. Hmm. I do love that. Love that film. But the, the diehard, the first one is the greatest, period. You know, I like all, three, well all the first three, I think, are great, great action movies, actually. So nah. The first three, I'd watch any of them, but How do you consider so classically structured. Nah. I'd say the really good. I like that Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, though, is just for oh. a guy who's his first theatrical, sorry, feature film role. Mm -hmm. That was his first role? Outside, yeah, yep. it's his first yeah, role. Yeah, that was his first one, yeah. First role outside of the UK in any way, shape, or form. He'd done theatre and TV before it. His first feature film role and just nailing it like that and just yeah. iconic character. Uh, yeah. Great film. Great I film. love his American accent so much in that movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Please don't. How, how much? How much better of the film would it have been if Frank Sinatra decided to take his option and go with it? Oh God! Because they legally had to offer it to Sinatra before anyone else because he yeah. was in the original book version. Mm -hmm. What's that? So, and nothing lasts forever. Yeah, I, I, I'll survive without that version. <laughs> I think we're all better for it. Yeah. And also, it does have one of the greatest love weed in the world. It has one of the greatest uh, loves in history of action films between John McClane and Sergeant Al Powell. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit more in part two, just a little bit. Kind of I mean, it, it is the greatest Christmas film of all time. Exactly. There's oh. another point for it. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm just going to leave that one burning there now. Yeah. I'm on the wrong side of that debate. I don't consider it a Christmas movie. Neither you know, do I. I do. What? Have you no soul? Have you no Christmas spirit? It's set at Christmas and it's a Christmas story about relationships and getting back together with the exactly. loved ones. Exactly. It's a man overcoming almost insurmountable odds to be reunited with his family on Christmas Eve. What is more Christmassy than that? Oh, anyway, Christmas films again. Oh, I'm putting that down. Controversial Christmas films. 
Boom. Nice. That'd be nice. a good one. Be a good <clears throat> category to Last have. week of December. We'll do it now. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna have to get we're gonna have to wrap this up and move on. So die hard for Aaron. Next up, Dave with your second pick. Yeah, now you guys, you you I had a, I've got a list. I, I went right down deep in the rabbit hole with this. I've got like forty-five films picked out in here. These have got to go first, so I've got to go second and and my second choice first pick. And my first choice, second pick, are still in there. If that makes sense, I'm I'm gonna have I'm skipping to my first choice, second, and picking the best John Hughes film of all time. It ain't Breakfast Club. That's already gone. It's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's fair. Can we just cross that off the list. Yep. Everyone else just cross it off you. You ain't getting it. I don't need to cross it off the list. Actually, I've never made it. It's quite possibly to call another one that I think you guys are, have, have got lined up. It's the perfect sick day movie. He's literally throwing a sick day for it. Yeah, it's the best and most perfect coming of age movie ever made. That's pretty good. And being from Chicago, it's right there in my heart. So I have no qualms with that pick whatsoever. Yeah, I don't want to disagree too much with your first statement there, but it's not anywhere close to my favorite John Hughes movie. No, okay, I don't. Yeah. Want He's got a bunch of good ones. I'm a poker player trying to keep the hand close to my chest here. But that's <laughs> Did I say that out loud? And now I'm just going to be sitting here praying that my second first choice pick doesn't get something so I can have that from a third pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, my last no. pick next. Uh, Bueller's Day Off '86. It's probably it was really, if I'm not mistaken, his first like proper like here I am, here is what I do. After six, after Breakfast Club, this was like his song, song of just like, oh yeah, I'm actually pretty decent more than just this stuff. Yeah. So, what's the better film, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or Breakfast Club? What What do you say? What's the better film, Breakfast Club or Day Off? Better film. Ferris Bueller is a better made film, but Breakfast Club, I'd rather watch. Because this go maybe a hot take. I despise Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I just despise him. <laughs> I mean, I've never met the guy, but <laughs> well, yeah, true. I've never met him either. But I just—he's got one of those faces that I just automatically went. No, no, I don't want to deal with you. Nope, sorry, sorry. So while I do appreciate that film, the script, the direction, the style of it, the the, the storyline. I just can't watch it too much because of Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I can't stand Broderick in this film either. <laughs> I, it's just something about him that's just like, I just hate him. <laughs> I do want to see a remake vote where it just takes a fight club element and he's just like, Ferris Bueller does actually exist and it's all in Cameron's head. That, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Aaron, you've kind of said your piece about this. Jordan, what do you think? Breakfast Club? Day off. What's the better option? Ferris Bueller's my second favorite John Hughes movie after The Breakfast Club, so it's it's really close for me. Um, but The Breakfast Club to me is, is it's a much better made film, better acting, better cast, uh, just everything. I do love Ferris Bueller though. Like that movie is amazing, and it is the number one sick day movie. If it doesn't, it's up there. That's bad draft. I'll be surprised. True. <laughs> We'll get around to that one one day. Yeah. Um, Peggy Dave, anything you need to say or? No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm happy. All right. 
So we'll move over to Hawaii. Alan, your next pick. All right, my next pick um, is a movie, again, I kind of grew up with this movie. It was the first movie that kind of told the story. Um, you know, I live in Hawaii now. I haven't always lived in Hawaii. Um, I lived in the south side of Chicago, was born, uh, uh, born there. And then we moved to Indianapolis to, you know, if there was a worse place to grow up in the south side of Chicago, the next worst would be the southeast side of Indianapolis. Um, and so a pretty, pretty terrible area. So um, John Singleton's Boys in the Hood really spoke to me. Love that film. And a film, again, talking about copycats. That film changed a lot of things about where you could tell stories, where stories came from. And so many people tried to copy that movie uh, top to bottom. Um, we got, you know, Ice Cube. Um, you know, he is now a movie star or been, was a movie star for the, the, the long time after that. And who knew who thought that was going to happen? Um, and then Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, and then Lawrence Fishburne is Furious, one of the best roles. And, you know, there was always that individual in any neighborhood uh, that we went to to strive to see, to live up to this guy and to hear truth from this person. He was the truth sayer. Um, so just, yeah, I love that movie, Top to Bottom. It's one of my favorites of all time. Mm. Ah, it was up there on my list, that's for sure. I mean, Ice Cube is Doughboy. Oh. I, I, that might have been his, is that his first acting role? Yeah, that's his first film role, yeah. He knocked yeah. that one out of the park. And if oh, you, yeah. scream, you just scream the word Ricky, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. So, excellent right. pick, John. This yeah. was uh, John Singleton's uh, directorial debut. He got an Oscar nominated for it. He was the, I believe he was the youngest director at the time. And he was also the first black director to have been nominated. Nominated, yep. Right. And there goes my second choice first pick. It's the way it goes here sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes everything you want falls to you, or sometimes every single pick you want went the first picks right before you. It's weird. I I'll be honest, I've never seen this before, so Oh Tony, it's so good. Yeah, it's a great number. Um yeah, it's definitely one of my next picks for sure. And uh, it's a great, great movie by a great director who went way, way too early and got did not get enough credit while he was yes. alive or after uh, death yep. with how important he's been to there. I mean, you know, I'm not saying without him, there's not Ryan Coogler, but uh, Ryan Coogler is uh, definitely James, you know, John Singleton 2.0 and a lot of yeah. with. And I don't mean that just with the simplicity of the but. Uh, either way, uh, this is a great movie. It does not come across as a first directorial movie. No. A lot of uh, other directors have that issue. And, uh, yeah, it launched a lot of careers. So, um, yeah, it's a good one. Perfect time capsule of that time, mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Oh. And Jordan, have you I had it pretty high up on my list. I knew it was going to get taken. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it in probably at least 15 years. So don't feel too bad that you've never seen it. <laughs> I put it on the list yeah. this week. Um, also, just quickly, people in the chat. Um, I'm not the only one. Killer Boatman, I've never seen Boat. Boys in a Hood. Wow. Oh, what? I thought Boatman's seen everything. I know. I, I thought that was a guarantee, Boatman had seen it. <laughs> wow. Only 12. And, totally oh, no, no, it took way too long <laughs> for this to get picked. I was thinking about it with my next pick, Paul. Boatman is both 12 years old and 120. <laughs> I thought it was weird. <laughs> 
That's fair. That's fair. All right. So I guess that means I'm on the clock. And I was thinking about taking Boys in the Hood on this next one. But since that one's off the board now, it makes this next pick pretty easy. I'm debating between two, but I think I got to take this one because I don't think it's going to make it back around to me. This should be the first animated one off the board. John Lester's Toy Story. How can you go against Toy Story? I mean, you got, wow, nice. you got Slinky, you've got Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, you've got Buzz Light, you've got all the characters. My personal favorite are the aliens and the claw machine. I don't know why, but I just love them. But uh, a good movie. It was so brilliant at the time. If you look at the animation now, it's kind of dated, but at the time, it like blew my mind how realistic everything was. So, but I, yeah, I'm taking the Toy Story. No, that it's my favorite pixar it's yeah it, it yeah my favorite pixar i can't say more than that it, it's not there with my animator my favorite animator is lion king but after that is, is the toy story the toy story trilogy because i don't i don't agree with four at all yeah the that, still haven't idea. seen four don't, don't, don't do all right it. Like, three meaning ball my eyes out so weird. yeah three yeah. Is my favorite easily so um three is three is my favorite too but it, it three is is harder to rewatch because i get so emotional with it yeah yeah i like emotions I, so yeah me too all day shovel that shit in. <laughs> but i think my favorite line from toy story has to be what are you looking at you hockey puck <laughs> <laughs> what what do i do but mm -hmm. Um, just because uh, Spencer's done it, um, two, he went uh, Toy Story 2, 3, 1, 4. Anyone else got it in heads? Oh. I haven't one. seen 4 yet, so I can't really rank. I don't understand the love for 2. I know a lot of people really dig it. I yeah, I have to go 1, 3, 2 at this point since I haven't yeah. seen it. Right. One, three, yeah, 1, 3, 2. But purely, purely simply because without setting up everything that's in 1, you don't get to the gut punch of 3. True. So I was about 10 when it came out and it just it, it blew the minds out of everybody's head. Like you didn't know what you were watching. You really want to feel you really want to feel old, Dave. You doing that oh. whole thing. I was <laughs> I was free when the first story story came out. So I so I've literally grown up with this wow. series. Oh, so I literally when Toy Story 3 came out, I think I was 18 or thereabouts. So literally as I was going through the whole, oh dear God, I'm a natural adult now. I have to grow up and do all this shit. It's like, I saw Toy Story 3 and just like, it just hit home. Just like, you gave 40 away. <laughs> I was older than you watching the first Toy Story with the newer when watching the third. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was twenty when Toy Story One came out, and that was just it. It, it that caught me right from the back there. Of, of these are the kids I, I related to Andy and growing up in a new toy. I can remember that, but still getting to the part of yeah, this is nostalgia. While still, yeah, no, I love the film. All right, so yeah, Toy Story. That brings us to Jordan. Close out round two for us with your next pick. Closing out round two. All right, I cannot believe it's still on the board. I'm, I'm genuinely shocked right now. We've, we've talked about a lot of movies in the uh, Chicago area, Shermer, Illinois, Southside, but there is another town in Illinois. It's a smaller town. What? It's a little dangerous. It's called Haddonfield. Talking about John Carpenter's Halloween. The greatest horror movie of all time, 
started an entire genre. I love this movie to death. I could watch it any day. And I, and I frequently do watch it every Halloween. It never gets old. It's still scary, even though like the scares are few and far between. It's still a terrifying movie. Um, the sequels are, we don't got to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw H2O in the theater, so. <laughs> H2O was not terrible. Not Me terrible, too. but it's, is it good? Eh, I can't, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, all right, Halloween. Anyone got their two cents to chime in on Halloween? He's right. It's, it's, it's not my favorite horror of all time, but it probably <laughs> is for the way that it spawned the genre that, that followed it, yeah. the picks, it is the most important and probably the best I buy there. One where the score by far so simple. everything to it. So simple, but so effective in it. And you don't need mm-hmm. the action that goes with it. You just need to hear that score and know that something's coming. Yeah, brilliant film. Yep. Sure. Excellent point. All right, so that closes out round two well, for us. Yeah. Anyone else got anything they want to say? Or should I bring some comments up from the chat? Go ahead, Let's go. chat. Go. Uh, just going to say, I love, I like Halloween. I watched it. I don't like horror films, so I watched it kind of last year for the first time. Like expected to be terrified, but I didn't find it that terrifying. But it was awesome. It was. A- I hear that complain all the time about that movie, and I don't think that uh, it's still the craft of the. I just think overall, it's a. I don't know. It's not meant to be like scary by today. I think it's more like a, like a movie that's crafted well. So um, just quickly, uh, a yeah. few comments from the chat. Adeline Spence, Halloween may be my favorite horror movie ever. Uh, Thomas Scully, uh, Halloween is my horror, but I don't like horror. It's favorite horror. Adam, Holy Hammer, uh, still waiting for the best carpet to get picked. Might be waiting. Justice for the ward. <laughs> <laughs> That was in a very jovial mood. Love it. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> All right, so Tony, recap of round two. Absolutely. Let's pull it up. Okay, so let me. Meatballs being weird. Don't like it. <laughs> Why do people have to choose big titles? We're going back to free word titles only, people. I want to all right, so uh, Aaron went first. He went with Die Hard for this round. Then Dave went with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Alan went with Boys in the Hood. Peggy went with Toy Story. And Jordan, his first pick of this double header, he went with 78's Halloween. All right, so Jordan, you are up once again. Kick off round three. Oh, all right. Those, those were easy. Like, now's where it starts to get a little bit tougher of, you know, what what do I want to go for here? Um, All right. So if Rocky, which has already been taken, is the greatest underdog story of all time, John G. Alvinson is also responsible for the second best underdog movie of all time, which is The Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. I wrote it down at least, so... The Karate Kid is amazing. It it's it it will never it will never get old. Like it works at all times. Um, and even even the two sequels, which are also by Allison, are not bad. Uh, the Hillary Swank one is like all right, and the 
the Jaden Smith one's about kung fu, not karate, so it doesn't even count. I don't understand why. <laughs> Here's the reason why they went with the karate kid because Kung Fu Panda trademarked every other thing that could be kung fu blank. So they couldn't go for the Kung Fu Kids, so they went, what? Oh, shit, what can we do? Karate. Oh, we got karate. I'll call it Wing Chun or something. I don't know. Mr. Miyagi's Wonder Emporium. Thank you. Yeah, uh, so how are we feeling about Karate Kid? I'm surprised uh, Billy Zapka didn't get picked in Villains or did. I don't think he did. Uh, he didn't. But- he was on the... He's honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Um, I uh, work at a place called Kualoa Ranch um, here on Oahu, and a lot of films have been made there. Um, Not Karate Kid, but Karate Kid Part 2. I work in Okinawa, (laughs) Okinawa, (laughs) where Mr. (laughs) Gotti's house was. So um, I often think of uh, of both uh, the the Karate Kid 1 and 2. And yeah, um, what a great... What a great movie and a great underdog story, um, you know, a fish out of water kind of uh, thing, two cultures blending together, learning from each other, um, you know, age range with Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. Uh, yeah, just a great, great story. Great film. Not a bad pick whatsoever. All right. Karate Kid, first one of round three. That brings us back to me. Because it's in the chat. Do the best. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What's a better song? The Rock and Theme. So, da, 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 or you're the best around. You're the best around. Uh, if you're yeah, ready to like lot play lot any type of sport, I want to hear the like. Come on, give me orchestrations every day. Oh man! All right, so we are on to Peggy. Me, my turn. All right, so much in the vein of Aaron, I'm not exactly picking what is considered the best movie, but I'm considering movies that I particularly love. This is another one that is very, very rewatchable. Lots of cast of characters. You've got two guys in particular playing many a character. And there's actually a sequel coming up to it pretty soon. Uh, What does dumb fuck mean? I'm going to America. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. That was the, literally that my my that was mine. Was it? <laughs> you just uh, stole it, Peggy. You just happened. stole it. Great minds, baby. Great minds. That's the beauty of fantasy uh, film fights, baby. It really is. It's coming uh, at you. I think it's coming at you in the pick right before you. Boom. Also, Boom. If anyone, if anyone missed it, go back a few seconds. Just watch the pain on Aaron's face <laughs> when he heard that. Yeah, that sucks. Um, that is on my letterbox. My third favorite movie of all time. Uh, I just didn't think everybody liked it as much as I did. Oh, I, was I love to, Eddie Murphy. Just, I was just trying to take it with like my last pick and just get away with it, but that's, that's what I thought about String Street, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I, 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 Sing Street's my number, like two, it's up there. Anyways, like I don't want to, I don't want to comment for Paul Yama on my favorite movies list, so I'm gonna keep the rest of them to myself. But, uh, no, this movie's great. Uh, McDonald's <laughs> is one of the best fictional restaurants of all time. Ever. Oh, ever. Uh, our buns have no seats. Louis Anderson is not back for the sequel as, like, running that shit as a GM or at least as a <laughs> GM by now. He's better moved up from fries. That's all I got to say. He better. <laughs> when A. Murphy's using the mop, uh, I don't think I've ever cried harder laughing uh, because I was a kind of raised nicely to where I didn't have to learn how to use a mop. 
and then I went to my first job and pretty much used them up the same way as anybody. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't understand. Like, so great movie. Yeah. There is there is a restaurant down the street from me called the Wiener Circle, and every Halloween they retrofit it to make it <gasps> McDowell's. It's amazing. No, they don't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's it's called the Wiener Circle. <laughs> the Wiener Circle. Yeah, it's called the Wiener Circle. Yeah. Oh, I guess. In, in, in my opinion, go ahead and shake, Tony. <laughs> there is no other more quotable movie than coming to America. Yeah. I mean, there just isn't. True. There's well, so shocked. many quotes from it. Eddie Murphy plays a very uh-huh. good Jewish man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dave, you look in pain. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, it, it, it's a very broad statement there, but I love the film, so I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that kind of detour. Not right now. Very convincing as a bankrupt or as a as a robber in that movie. Also, he does. Mm-hmm. Who is this asshole? Who is this asshole? There's so many cameos yeah. that need to be in Coming to America too. It's kind of insane when I think about it. Oh, it, yeah. It's gonna be great. It, and it's Craig gonna Brewer, be nonstop. Greg Brewer, I think, is directing the Dolomite guys. So, and mm-hmm. Andis, but there's a chance, Chandis. And like one of my favorite shirts is a Randy Watson World Tour '87 shirt. Yes, <laughs> that's a great shirt. Oh, so but yeah, I'm coming to America. Yay! Yeah, off the board, Alan. What are you gonna scramble and pick with your next one? Oh well, literally, yeah, that was uh, my next one. So I'll go my next one after that. Um, and this is a movie people don't really talk about. Um, but my first real love out of, you know, really poor neighborhoods, um, was acting. Um, I've got two theater degrees, um, an acting teacher, um, and I've, I've always loved theater. And the first play that really touched me that I was in, that really kind of spoke to me in the power of theater, uh, was The Grapes of Wrath. So the 1940 John Ford film is, uh, I just think it, it's incredible. It's an incredible film. I love it. Um, and I just love that story. Uh, I just love the story of this underdog family and in the, in the West trying to, um, just trying to survive. And then the hardships of, of what it was like, uh, to be that poor, um, and to have people just, you just lose everything. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the film is very dated, uh, but it still, I think, tells that story in a beautiful way, uh, rather than, you know, getting the opportunity to go see it at a theater. Um, I always recommend going to the theater, of course, first. But um, that's a beautiful uh, capture of that of that script, of that story, and I just I just really like that film a lot. And earlier, Yama didn't think a Ford film was going to get picked. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how how are we feeling? Is I'm curious, has anyone on this call apart from Alan watched Gabe the Raff before? I saw oh. it, but it was a long time ago. Oh, nice, nice. Hey, more people than I thought. So, <laughs> required reading in high school, and then we watched. Yep. The movie. Yeah. 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 I gotta tell you. Yeah, I need to see it when it's not part of uh, history of film. But uh, I even it, it was one of my favorite films in that course. But uh, still, seeing it under that you know, at a desk and like on a shitty projector, not that. Oh yeah. <laughs> It adds the authenticity of it. Like, but I'll go back and revisit that one at some point. I know it's, I know it's uh, got some great performances, but yeah, not I'm my fond of man. Mm-hmm. Henry Fonda, yeah. you can't beat him. Mm-hmm. 
over it was that mm-hmm. uh, um, of mice and men was the book that it was like in that you read all the way and then you watch the movie just for the exam to cheat so, John Markovich got me an A, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grapes of Wrath for Alan. That brings us to Dave. What you got? Yeah, great. I've, I've, I've still got an alternate first round pick available. I've got two second round picks available, and I've got the number one third round pick available. Oh my God, where the hell do I go with this? You got I was expecting to like, oh no, I can't take that. I've got to go there, here, here. I went way too deep in the rabbit hole for this. Um, I'm just going to put out before Dave even got told he was actually on the show properly, he already yeah. had a list of 50 films. Yeah. yeah oh, God. Yeah. I, I, I went through 15 different Johns. <laughs> if you take that the wrong way and clip that, I'm in so much trouble. With that. <laughs> 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 I, I have 46 films. Yeah, it was oh a total God, that I went through. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm going back to John Carpenter. It's my favorite John Carpenter film. I even don't mind the remake. It's not Assault on Precinct 13. It's The Thing. The Thing? No one thought it was Assault on Precinct 13, I don't think. Dave. I don't think you want to saw it. No, no, no. I, I don't. But yeah, no. It, it's, it's technically a remake. Isn't it a prequel? Quite possibly. The remake, yeah. Yeah. Think yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's yeah. from the pretty cool. Look, it's one o'clock in the morning with me. Give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's the thing. it is my favorite Carpenter um, film. It's the it's another one where he's so good at ratcheting up the tension and and the drama within what's happening there without having a great deal actually happen, and the score mm. builds and builds again and just keeps you hooked right to the very end. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That ending, yeah. Mm. A few people happy that you've chose it. <laughs> and it does have one of the greatest just jump scare scenes of all time. The oh, yeah. practicals are right up there with the racer head for my favorite practicals ever. So yes, oh nice. Those are my two favorite practicals, though. I think the thing is great. Racer head just a little bit better for me. The behind shot of the legs coming out of the head and it crawling across the floor is 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 absolutely stunning and terrifying. Uh, anytime I think of something crawling across the floor, I immediately go to that. Immediately, it's just beautiful. Well, a and dog is killed in it, so Peggy probably hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nope, can't say I have. Sorry. Damn it! I should have used the. Uh, trade a movie thing to make you watch a movie that where a dog died. Damn it. <laughs> that's going to be your strength if you ever that's play that. movies where dogs be your, That's going to be my strength if I ever play Coming it. up on Sunday in FPTL. <laughs> movies Next that Or dog died. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I've never seen a thing. I've seen Fear. The dog dies in that one. <laughs> there we go. That, oh, I, God. That was a brutal that was, one too. Yeah, that's a pretty brutal thing. Like if yeah. you can get through that dog death, you're good, Peggy. Yeah, right? You can see anything. Okay, okay. Then I'll give I you a all about that movie. On purpose. Yeah. As people that viewers at home, yeah, we were talking about dog death and dog movies before the show starts, so that's where that came from. Yeah, let's get that out. Like we're talking about dog deaths, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, so right. the thing is now off the board. Aaron. 
Yes. Close that round three for us, if you would, please. So, uh, Alan, you made me nervous when you brought up Mr. Ford here. Um, you did not pick uh, the Ford movie that I would go with. I am going with the John Ford Western. It is uh, not The Searchers, however. Um, oh. One that I find to be a little more thought-provoking, a little more interesting, and that is The Man Who Shot Liberty Bell. Oh, that's nice. I nice. love this movie. Um, it has everything in it. It has comedy in it. It has action in it. It has horror in it. When The scene where he walks into a dark room and flips on the light, I mean, it's just like, I feel like uh, Ford was more pe pessimistic in this movie. Um, towards the end of his career a lot of his westerns were kind of more what you think of with westerns more uh you know optimistic i guess you could say and uh i mean you got lee marvin great villain you've got james stewart you got i mean you've got john wayne um can't really i mean it's just uh it is my i find it more interesting and uh more uh more able more watchable today so when i uh, suggested some people who may be into you know a24 since i talk about a24 a lot um and they're like oh, i don't like westerns i suggest this as a western uh, to go back and watch and usually they come back to me with positive reviews if you haven't seen this movie it doesn't get brought up as one of the classics i feel like enough um and so i went with the hipster john ford pick for me which would be it was on my list it's not okay good you've never heard of it and Vera Miles as well. Excellent. I mean, there's there aren't really any performances. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I appreciate the pessimism. I find it to be kind of mm. more honest and real. It's also one of his last films, looking at it. So it's just like, mm -hmm. it does kind of make sense for it. It's just like the pinnacle, the pinnacle of all this knowledge and stuff of everything that he's done, putting into that final film. Well, yeah. at least he did have like three. Uh, free after it, but we're not going to talk about them because they all suck. Yeah, this was his last film, we'll say. I don't think that, I don't know what the last three was, but there's probably a reason. Uh, it was uh, 1966 Seven Women. Mm. Yep. Can't say I saw that one. Oh, that that's picked it off the chat room. That's for so, sure. Uh, let's just quickly in the chat. Uh, I am at Liberty Valance. Let's fucking go. You want me to leave because me and Paul don't agree. So. <laughs> no, he, I think yeah. he's happy. Oh my god! Still <laughs> uh, isn't. You can join me and Brian on the couch. <laughs> so, um, everyone else, how? So I'm guessing everyone has the searcher on their list. They were expecting that to go off because everyone's faces when he said it's not searchers was just yeah, like searchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, it's, it. Has everybody yeah. seen that here, or is anybody not seeing? Yeah. Again, yeah, it's, seen, yeah. it's, great, it's a great. Check it out. Oh, oh well, that's I'll Jimmy Stewart, right? Yep, and John Wayne and Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Yeah. I keep saying I need to see more Jimmy Stewart stuff. So yeah, going James on. James Stewart is my favorite actor of all time, and nice. one of my favorite people in general. Just amazing guy. Yeah. yeah. Live that five. And, uh, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. See, I, I like this because I wasn't sure if anybody else had even seen John Ford. I was not trying to sell, but like, this is part of the cool part about like everybody when we bring up like Die Hard, everybody's like, yeah, Die Hard. It's like, okay, Breakfast Club. Yeah, but like to see that everybody or everybody out there in Peggy has seen Man Who Shot, I think that's pretty cool. So, well, yeah, one of my favorite things about this show is because it introduced me to a lot of movies that everyone else that I can find out that they think it's great and I'm like, oh shit, I need to see that too. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So as uh, let's quickly do a rundown before we like go for his next pick. All right. So uh, John went first. He went with the Karate Kid. Uh, Peggy went second with Coming to America. Uh, Alan third with Grapes of Wrath. Dave fourth with the Thing, and then Aaron with the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And I've nearly lost my bet here <laughs> in this round nearly. alone. Nearly. But. Because Dum Dum here went, oh, I've got no. The classics are going to be fine. No one's going to pick too many classics, like two, two at most. He <laughs> proved all you wrong. Is it my pick? Right. Well, what's considered a classic now, anyway? I said anything sixties or below. Yeah. And then he's he put he said maybe two. I'm like, oh, it's going to be over that. So we had, we set the over under at two point five. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't put wages on it. <laughs> okay, uh, Aaron. So you look like you're. Studying. Yeah, I'm trying to decide again. Um, I'm just gonna go with my favorite John Hughes movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And Good one. I just wanted to say that I didn't really give a tease. Uh, it's my, it's easily my the best Thanksgiving movie of all time. Um, I watch every single Thanksgiving. It does not fail with my family. Um, Steve Martin, John Candy, absolutely fantastic in this movie. Um, it, it is just a. It's a it's a shitty feel good movie. It, there's a bunch of shit that's going wrong in this movie, yet you feel fucking fantastic. And it's just, I mean, the high just just the highway scene is one of my favorite comedic scenes of all time. Um, you know, Steve Martin uh, went on to reuse this character in the Out of Towners, which I think is an out of underrated comedy with Goldie Hawn, which was a remake. I know, but still, Steve Martin just that curmudgeonly traveling angry character he made a career on that kind of afterwards and a little bit but yeah just a great movie and uh yeah a lot of fun um and uh i can again rewatchability is a big thing for me with a lot of these and uh it's definitely rewatchable and it's one of these movies that i can watch with my mom and actually enjoy and so yeah great movie everybody seen it mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I heard a bunch of. So, am I the only one who thinks this is the best John Hughes movie? Everybody else has a different John Hughes. Favorite. I mean, I I love the movie, but I just have a special place in my heart for it. So. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I've never seen it. You ah, son of a bitch. There's a trend tonight. <laughs> is that just because it's a Thanksgiving movie, Tony? And it's that's an American holiday. <laughs> I was pretend to say, yeah, of course it is. It's just like it just never translated over here. But that fucking Dave's gonna go off seen it like fifteen times. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't have that lie anymore. <laughs> would you would you say best John Candy role ever? No. No. I mean, no. But then again, I don't think well, it's the best. See, what, I, 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 I can't. Where, where if you, can just say a few John Candy roles other than this. Cool oh, like Runnings. Movie. What? Say that again? Uncle I Bob. said Cool Runnings. Cool. Oh, wow. The Great Outdoors. Uh, uh, Spaceballs. Little Shop of Fire. Ah, Bart. Yeah, I forgot Spaceballs. Planes, Trains is his best. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Uncle, uh, I don't, Uncle Buck is not my jam. <laughs> Canadian bacon. Oh, that's oh, right. I forgot shit. about that one. I forgot about that one too. Good pull. Thank you. 
I went to Blockbuster while I was a youth. His best role, his best role ever was calming down Joe Montana in the Super Bowl, though. Sports nerd. Hey, I like football. Irv Blitzer, Cool Runnings. I like Cool Runnings. I love Cool Runnings. All right, so. I try and get a reference in every month in FPTL just so make myself happy. If I can say fill the rhythm, fill the rhyme, it's bobside time. Once a match, I'm happy. All right, so Dave, let's get off a movie back. Just have a John as director and let's move on to you and your internal struggle. My internal struggle. No, that's right. Yeah, this is. This is the last one that was on my first alternate of first round picks. I've got to the end there, so it's going to be taken now. It's a director who got the gig while being a supporting actor on another Marvel gig that was a pretty much a shit show. It's John Favreau's Iron Man. The way he took a second-rate Marvel superhero and birthed what the biggest film franchises money wise around is just phenomenal without that movie making that success and being that good the mcu doesn't happen it falls in its face that's true that's a fair point anybody want to talk about iron man come on boys it's the film that's shipped to 28 films and the biggest grossing film of all time if it wasn't for Iron Man, there would be no MCU, and the, the history of cinema would be different completely. Yeah. But well, he got the he got the gig while playing Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. They approached him then and said, "Would you be interested?" From then, that's when it first into his eye, into his head for it. It went from there. It's just to go from a, from a, just himself to go from the also ran sort of the best friend in. Um, oh my god, why am I blanking on it now? In with Vince Vaughn in Vegas, uh, swingers. Oh, uh, swingers. Swingers. swingers to go from swingers, swingers to yeah. the shit show that is Daredevil to being the director of, yeah, the most important MCU film. It's just, yeah, it's all good. It's a film for Favreau. Like, I'm expecting, I was expecting a bit more of him. Like, um, I'm in the chat saying, um, for chef. I do as well. Is the thing with Favreau is that anything that he can do, he got, turns his hand to. Oh, I'm going to do a comic book movie. Oh, he does MCU's first film, one of the greatest films of that. I'm not going to say the number because I fucked it up once. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> he did. He did a Christmas film. He did Elf. Yeah, I, I, I tried to ignore that one though. <laughs> he went. Oh yeah, I'll do something in Star Wars and did The Mandalorian. Dude is literally yeah. can just turn his hand to gold at this <clears> point. Yeah, Cowboys and Aliens. Pretty much. He's not without his failures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're not critiquing the director. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, like, let's get, let's, you know, remove remove John from, you know, like this godlike status that we put him on for a second. <laughs> I like how you just say John when we're talking about all like very specific. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So let's see. I think that's everything. Uh, people, I'm just saying. Um, so, for people that have joined, jumped in, uh, we are we have allowed people to do variants of the word John, name John, so J O N, Jonathan, and all that jazz. However, I did say they would be much cooler if they just stuck with John. They went the hard route and just stuck with J O H N and stuck with the actual letter of the law. 
Mm. How, however, the fucking list, the fucking polls don't count for that because, like, I did last week, but fuck it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, let's get off my anger. Alan's <laughs> up. Your next pick. All right. Um, so I just passed by an airport, and there was a couple planes flying overhead, and one of them was a mail plane. And the way I could tell was from the little balls. <laughs> John Landis, John Landis's Three Amigos is my second favorite comedy after Coming to America. Um, it is one of the most irreverent, ridiculous, um, best, I'm going to say best Chevy Chase role, period. I know that's going to be a hot take and people are going to disagree. Uh, but I just, it's another one of those movies I can watch anytime, laugh just as hard as I watched it the first time. Um, and I just love it. And the musical number of Buttercup, my little Buttercup in there, is uh, cinematic. <laughs> hey, Alan, would you say you've seen it a plethora of times? A plethora, yes. <laughs> Do you know what a plethora is? It's, it's great. It's just fantastic. It's a good one. I mean, Dusty Bottoms, Lucky Day, Ned Needlelander, Fighting Off, Tyranny in Mexico. It's a, it's, it's a fantastic right? pick. I can't, I can't hate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of any other films that have that trifecta of just like the three comedy gods at their peak all working together so perfectly. Yeah. And yeah, all right, can, you can. Right. So, I'm pretty ashamed to say I've still not ever seen it. I think it would hold up. I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it would hold up. It holds up. I watched it uh, two weeks ago. Um, and again, laughed, you know, and I, I've probably been about eight or nine years since I'd seen it and I laughed just as hard. I just, you know, Love every every second of it. That's a good one. Right. I'm just gonna say, uh, who wrote it is kind of as impressive as Landis directing it. It was Randy Newman, Steve Martin, and Lorne Michaels from SNL. Just like yeah, oh, yeah. Lorne Michaels. Yep. Half decent writing staff as well. Right. All right. So oh, it's still not the still not the best Landis film. <laughs> All right, Peggy, it's up to you. Three, three me. Are we already back to me? Damn, I was trying to try to stretch. <laughs> stretch time. <sighs> All right, so I guess I got to go with this one. Um, so far, I've picked a John Hughes movie, a John Lasseter movie, a John Landis movie. Let's go with a different John. Um, I think maybe I'm trying to play to the uh, voters on this one a little bit. Good movie. Should I not do that? <laughs> Fuck you. It's my list. It's what I'm doing. Um, it is a, it's a fantastic film. It won one of the greatest actors of our time, his first best actor, best actor Oscar, if I can talk today. It should have won best supporting actor for Denzel Washington, but it didn't for some reason. I with the uh, great Philadelphia, the late great John Murray. But yeah. Too happy of a movie. 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> Too upbeat. Too much. <laughs> you leave the theater skipping. I'm just like, gee, zany Philadelphia. I know. So, no, it's a great movie. Amazing, like, really, really uh, powerful performances by Denzel and by Tom Hanks in the movie. Um, I mean, Denzel uh, doesn't get a lot of get a lot of credit for this role. I feel like there's some other roles that people point to a lot more than this. So I appreciate that being pointed out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time though. So. But I remember loving it. One of my my favorite, most awkward moments in a, a film, and, and Denzel plays it beautifully, is when he's they're at that costume party, and he has to explain it. I'm, I'm a law student. I, I love that moment for as a, from an acting perspective. Um, Denzel is just it's just amazing. It's 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 comedy. It's com comedy gold in a way that's the most uncomfortable thing ever. It's just fantastic. I love it. Fantastic movie. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's tied to Sons of Lambs because of uh, the way Buffalo Pill was portrayed. They kind of, a couple, quite a few uh, LGBT groups at the time were pissed off. And so Demi went, okay, um, let me do something for you guys now. I'm sorry. Let me try and make do something to show your plight a bit more. And hence Philadelphia. So. Nice. Good pick, Peggy. Good pick. Good story, Tony. You're welcome. It's story time with Tony at half on. <laughs> all right. So back to Jordan to close out round four. Mm. All right. Um, I got most of the ones that I really wanted to get so far. So I, I just want to try to round out my list. I'm pretty sure one animated film has been taken so far, correct? With Toy Story? Yeah. Just one. Toy Story. That's why I want to get an animated film on my list. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of people would call it their favorite Disney film of all time. Um, starring the incomparable Robin Williams voice. Talking, of course, about Aladdin. That's yeah. directed by John Musker. Who did a couple nice. of movies for Disney. Um, I saw it in theaters and just laughed so hard and i i all the kids including myself and my sister when you left you're singing every song you're asking when you can go back to watch it again and you you buy it as soon as it comes out on vhs like that the movie's fantastic mm -hmm. and I, it's it's really kind of heartbreaking now watching it with Robin Williams gone because I mm -hmm. honestly, even though it's just his voice, it's one of his best performances. No, you'd be hard pressed. So that. You'd be hard pressed to find a better casting than Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that was peak Williams as well. Like that's yeah, you got yeah. that missed off yeah. like back to back. I mean, he's he's on oh, yeah. fire at that point. Mm -hmm. No, excellent pick, Jordan. I am on board with that one. I'm so annoyed with myself right now because <laughs> I had this down as Ron Clement rather than Muska with this. I forgot the co-directed it. Yeah. I'm so annoyed how it would have gone a lot earlier for me. <sighs> great film though. Great, great, great film. And I said myself and <laughs> Scully and Jacoby went for ages talking about Robert Williams' performance on this and Robert Williams in general at the weekend. But this, yeah. You found that video on here on this channel. 
I wasn't going to do the whole show, shameless promotion, but yeah, with that major list, it's a podcast by myself. You found it on the channel or in the description. But yeah, um, Aladdin, I, with the Disney Renaissance of that 80s and 90s, Aladdin is the perfect film for it. I know Lion King gets more love because it's more of the epic, but Aladdin, it's got the humor, it's got the heart, mm. it's got the best songs. I know. Memorable song. Yeah, the Cave of Wonders animation is incredibly innovative. Without that, we don't have like the Toy Stories. It used a little bit of CGI even back then to smooth over the animation uh, in a way that hadn't been done before. And Jasmine, I mean, dying piece. <laughs> so, I, to be not, fair, what Disney princesses aren't? Yeah, but I mean, Jasmine's number one with a bullet for me. Ariel. No, sorry, I, I, you know. You got to watch out for those gals with red hair. That's all I'm going to You just got to watch out. They're, they're, they're different. Dare you Ariel plays way too young. <laughs> it's kind of uh, uh, creepy. Uh, well, that's a great choice, though, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, just randomly Googling now. Um, about um, Scott Wanger, who voiced it, is now one of the most It's popular. a kid from Full House. He played uh, DJ's boyfriend. DJ's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also is one of the biggest producers for ABC. He was executive producer for The Muppets and also Blackish. Mm. But he's also does the voice as well. Pardon? Does he do the singing voice? Let me double check. I, I, I saw a, a poll. I think it was Entertainment Weekly a couple of years ago. They were doing the best voices in Disney, and Aladdin's singing voice was ranked number one. Number one? One. Wow. I mean, I like a whole new world, but I'm not sure number one. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree. Oh, no, no. I know. I, I wasn't confusing you. Appreciate the information. Let's do a quick rundown. Ariel was number one for women. Yeah. Jody Benson. Jody Benson for the win. Ooh. All right. Quick recap. All right. Quick recap. So, Aaron went first this round. He went with planes, trains, and automobiles. Then Dave went with Iron Man. Alan went with the Free Amigos. Peggy went with Philadelphia. Yes, I probably spelled that wrong. No, I'm not going to change it. <laughs> and Jordan went with Aladdin. And it, we now move on to Jordan's final pick. Alan's list is wild. <laughs> Alan's list is wild. That shit is great. <laughs> right. oh, I love it. I'm voting for Alan. Uh, yay. <laughs> that is going to be dead last, but I'm going to. <laughs> I don't. Every single list is very different. Yeah, from yeah, it's it's very I, different. I, Dude, like, I, different is an absolute compliment. It's great. <laughs> oh, I'll be like Jordan here and pick all the right choices. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 not going to feel that way about my last one. Good. Uh oh. Uh oh. Ruined this. this is the, uh, you're running away with it right now. This will be my uh, just for fun pick. Um, Three ninjas. I don't have any. I want to go a little bit eclectic. So I, I got a thriller, a horror. I got uh, uh, yeah, animation. I got a lot of different things. I don't have a sci-fi movie. Three ninjas. And I'm not taking McTiernan's other amazing movie. Uh, maybe one of you guys will. That's why I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to go with... Um, Star Trek First Contact. Wow. Directed wow. by Commander Riker, Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes, yeah. Wow. Okay. That movie's boss. 
<laughs> like first contact is a lot of fun. Um, I'm a Trekkie. I like Star Wars and Star Trek. Honestly, I like Star Trek more. And it really kept the tradition going of letting the even numbered movies be better than the odd numbers movies because it came in right mm -hmm. after Generations and it just wiped yeah. the floor with Generations. All right, Star Trek First Contact. Dark pick for some, I would assume, but yeah, chat's seeming to like it. Uh, it's going to be a sneaky pick. That's I'll, be, a good thing. I'll be honest, I got to a fandom's uh, number one contenders match without ever watching a single Star Wars uh, Star Trek film. So, not one, not one, not one, not, not even Abrams. Good for you. I've I've at least seen like two. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but I've heard this is the best one of the new generation era. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really good. I uh, agree with that. Data gets emotions. Um, you got a battle with the Borg. Time travel. The second movie with time travel. Um, you get some 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 really good stuff in there. Um, I'm trying to remember the actress's name. Um, what for the Borg Queen? Yeah, the Borg Queen. Alfred uh, Woodard. Ah. Well, Alfred Woodard as uh, as uh, <laughs> the lady who uh, became kind of Picard's second yeah. uh, first uh, your right hand best friend. Yeah, yeah from back, uh, she's she's fantastic. That, she that is fantastic. That to her, and she's an amazing actress. Yeah, she's a really yeah, yeah. I will grant you that. Anyway, I haven't seen that one in a very long time. Keep talking. Guy, I want to say his name is James Cromwell. Is that right? Yeah, James Cromwell. Yep, Cromwell. James Cromwell. Very tall fellow. Yeah. Uh, Zephram Cocaine. Oh, Cochran. Playing uh, Zephram Cochran. Cochran. Cochran, yeah. I can, I can say words. It's not half on. You can. <laughs> I may need to drink more coffee. <laughs> All right. So at Star Trek First Contact, I guess that moves it over to my fifth and final pick. It does indeed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Adelaide, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I kind of wanted to pick begin again or once just to get another uh, John Carney on there because I don't think any of these fellas are going to do that. But in the spirit of movies that I happen to love that not a whole lot of people have seen, I mean, this community, it's more often than not they have, but just in case some people out there haven't seen this one, um, this was my favorite Seth Rogen role and up until Longshot. I happen to like Longshot for some reason that just came out. Uh, it's my favorite Joseph Gordon-Levitt role of all time. And it is a movie that I think is criminally underrated. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Levine's <laughs> Man, Ooh, okay. Right. Good choice. Good choice. I think it's brilliant. Um, even just Anna Kendrick as the therapist, Angelica Houston as the mom. The scene where, like, the night before he has to go into surgery and he kind of loses his shit, and that that primal scream where he thinks he broke his larynx. Just that it was. I thought that was brilliant. I just, you haven't seen the movie? I recommend you see it. It's really, really good. It's a very good film. Like that, he hasn't seen. No, I, I have seen it. I this is oh. the only one I've seen in the history <laughs> universe. Uh, no, um, yeah, it probably is. It's got a uh, dramedy feel towards it, mm -hmm. so it's quite serious, like Rolf of Rogan. And 50 50 is what funny people should have been. That I'm going to be on that. I prefer, I liked funny people actually. But... I, I love the fit. With funny people, I always say that I loved it up until he got rid of cancer. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. 50-50 for me. I got, can, can I talk about it? Or, yeah. Okay, yeah. Interrupt. Um, I don't know. I'm very, very, very sensitive to movies revolving around the subject. Um, so that may have gotten in the way of my ability to uh, enjoy the movie. There are just details of it that immediately kind of took me out of it early on, and I didn't really. So it's a per, more personal thing, and I won't get in. So was not one of my, I kind of a movie that early on I decided I don't like this and it didn't win me back. So gotcha. I, I won't really comment. That's fine. More personal than the movie itself. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else seen it? I've not yeah, seen once, it. right when it came out. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to throw a dark horse on there just to round out my, uh, my list. It's a good movie. I'm just going to quickly. I like the night before more. If I was I'm about to say, Pulliama, the night before. There we go. Yo, <laughs> wow. That that one's visceral for me. <laughs> um, uh, both Boatman and all of us have not seen it. You should watch it's it. It's all right. Yeah. Different strokes for different strokes, or different strokes for different folks, Oyama. I happen to like that one. I really like the ending of 50-50 and his closure as a character. Yeah. Uh, the way he just looks forward. Yeah. I like that. Then Pearl Jam comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you're back, Alan. I was there, just like shit. We lost him, and it's his place. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, no car accident. Don't worry. I just got home, so uh, it cut out when I jumped to Wi-Fi. So sorry about that. No worries. All right. So I think we're all done talking about fifty-fifty odds are. Yep. So we'll. That was a terrible joke. I apologize. Um. So Alan, what's your final pick? <laughs> All right, um, this is my, I'm going to go back to the Carpenter well, okay? Because um, this this is one, like Peggy, with um, not a film a lot of people enjoy, but one of my personal favorites, and that is John Carpenter's Christine. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite uh, Carpenter films. Um, it, it made me terrified of cars for a very long time. Um, I love Arnie. I love uh, the, everything about the movie, um, from the music, the soundtrack, um, the, the songs used uh, with the films, the way the car was able to speak and the way they conveyed that um, and that connection. Um, just thought, I just loved it. I think it's a great film. One of my personal favorites, and every Halloween I always watch that one, um, and it's just fun and love it. <laughs> Wild man, I'm so glad <laughs> you didn't just go boring with like big trouble here at the end. <laughs> like I was like fully ready to be let down with your fifth for me, like oh big trouble. That's like kind of <laughs> Christine makes no sense, just like the rest of your list. I love it. Um, <laughs> I've seen that movie in a long ass time, but I don't remember it being that great. But uh, respect. Did you see? How old were you when you saw it the first time? Oh God! When I saw it the first time, I was probably, you know, 12, 11, 12 years old. Or arrange for to be afraid of a car because of that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, well, the scene. Rewatch it. The bullies in that in that movie are fantastic and classic Stephen King. Yeah. Classic Stephen King bullies. Um, and so Jarbert really uh, Carpenter really captured that from the book. Um, and the scene where the Christine, just the headlights and the sound when the headlights come on um, and, and the Carpenter score and then just drives over the guys, he's running down the road. It's it. I love it. Um, it's 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 campy enough 
to where it's actually but actually really scary and oh crap if i'm in the middle of the road in the middle of nowhere and those headlights come on oh yeah, that's over i'm terrified i'm, I'm losing some uh, losing some underwear because i'm soiling everything so. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's I, I believe uh, Caleb Bowman's actually figured out the true reason why he picked this one. Um, the only reason why he picked Christine is because he was in Christine for the last time. <laughs> this is true. I was trapped in it. Yeah. How are you gonna leave your car for the Christine pig? You- <laughs> I, I, hey, I gotta be unpredictable. I gotta be unpredictable. That's true. He's like I'm going. I'm going to my car movie. I gotta get to my house for my car. Movie. Just that for that one. For that one. You're gonna pick Money Pit, otherwise, even though it's not. <laughs> I'm surprised all your movies had John as the director. Frankly, <laughs> I remember watching Christina and just being like, "Okay, interesting." Um, never in a million years would have put money on it being on this list. Yeah, That's the the crazy. scene where he goes into the garage and he just stands there, crosses his arm, and says, "Show me," and then she just rebuilds herself. I just talk about practical effects. You know, it's just, it's incredible. It's just a great, great moment. I love it. What are you? <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to Dave because he looks like he's trying to fall asleep. So I'm not trying to fall asleep. I'm trying to not fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. So there's one point left after this, isn't there? There's only one point. No, left. this is the final round. Yeah. So, so one person. Yeah, one person. Yeah, I'm going to throw some names out here that if he's on there, he goes to pick. If he's forgotten, he wants to pick it. So whatever. So there's so many on my list I could have chosen. That, yeah, that, well, we can do that at the end as well. Don't worry. If you oh, don't right. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've like gone for the end. Yeah, I've gone for the sports film. I've gone for the comic book movie. I've gone for the the comic book This one on on me. This is purely for me. It's. Not, I will admit, it's not the best film ever made. It just hits me. I can watch it time and time and time again. It's one that I have owned on VHS, on DVD. I've got it on a download. It's Robert De Niro, Sean Bean, Jean Reno. It's Ronin. Ronin. By the coolest name, John director, John Frankenheimer. Oh, Ronin. I think it's a yeah. Oh. It's that film just hooks me every single time I watch it. Sean plays mm. slimy, weaselly Brit. He does it so well. Yes. Um it, it the the car chases, the action, the the the, the double crossing. It's yeah, it's just for me, I can sit down no matter what time it's on, I can watch it from wherever and just yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Well, thank you. <laughs> I asked, uh, Ronin, I of course watched this film It's from 1998 It's an action thriller <laughs> Written by oh, look at him. They had They had at one point They had 300 stunt drivers Going for one and destroyed I think that many cars They had a Formula 1 driver do one of the Stunt driving it, it the, the the car chase in there is one of the best car chases put ever. Yeah, ever. Oh, nice, but yeah. I have to give it a watch. I saw. Alice. I remember going to the theater. And I was the only person in the theater seeing that movie opening weekend <laughs> for that film. Opening weekend, you were the only one there. I was the only one there in the theater. Wow. <laughs> uh, I know which Frankenheimer. That's also on my list of others. But... 
Um, uh, like this quote right, so. uh, about this film, it's Franken Diamond's end of career masterpiece. Mm. Mm. Yep. And what else has he made? Uh, he did the original Manchurian Candidate, which was on my list. Yeah, really love it. It's good. Movie. Reindeer games. Oh, yeah. Reindeer games. Oh Jesus. The reindeer oh, yeah. games. That was reindeer. on my research. Okay, that's right. That's why. Okay. I wasn't gonna pick it. I just remember seeing it. <laughs> I just like no one else did either. Yeah. I would. I would just walked off with some pitch reindeer games. Got yourself pick reindeer games next week. <laughs> So Ronan is the penultimate pick of the movies directed by John. So Aaron, close this out. What is the final pick? So there are plenty of Johns yet to be chosen. We've mm -hmm. heard from many of the very esteemed choices in our chat, from our very cultured chat tonight. I just want to, first of all, compliment all of them. And thank everybody for watching and sharing their opinions just you guys really watch good films. I can tell from all of your comments. It's incredible. Um, my pick is from a John who has not been selected yet. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll just kind of go through some things in this movie I really like. Um, Doves. Uh, no. John Roo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right. All you had to say was Doves. It is uh, the... Best John Travolta and Cage acting as each other performance ever, I think. Um, it is John Woo's face, face waterfall, face <laughs> waterfall off. Um, I got 1997 at its finest here. Um, 10 out of 10 movie. Uh, I know I already had an action movie on here, but by the end of the by the end of this list, all of uh, all of the movies on my list, I can say I would go back and watch and then watch over again. Mm -hmm. um, and Face Off is not, is not this, not, is included on that list. How about I say? Um, this is one of the most quotable movies for me ever. I could eat a pizza yeah. for hours. I could eat uh, <laughs> Saying that as an eight year old, I realized how <laughs> fucked up that is. Running on the fucking like saying to my buddy Brandon, I can eat a peach for hours. I, <laughs> I whatever, sure. Uh, oh. It's just a wild movie. Um, the things I talked about with Die Hard, how realism was kind of incorporated into it, not so much here. Uh, the <laughs> don't have to reload until the plot fucking calls for them to reload, and everybody runs out of ammo at the same time. Uh, there's glass everywhere. Um, Gina Gershon was so hot back then. Uh, mm. One of my first crushes as a child. Um, if I would have understood what eating a peach for hours was, I would have been maybe thinking about that with Gina instead of saying it to my buddy Brandon. But <laughs> you know, we had childhoods for regrets, and that's one of my regrets. Uh, the only scene of that movie, it just sets you up right away. A fucking kid gets sniped. Uh, so, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Face Off. Um, this is just. Uh, I I think I prefer John Travolta in this movie, um, but they're both so. I mean, Nicolas Cage playing the priest at the beginning, and just uh, oh. Pastor Troy, 
Uh, <laughs> that they were able to incorporate the boots from one of my favorite video game movies of all time, Super Mario Brothers, into this movie. They used the same <laughs> magnet boots in this movie. It was a magnet prison in the middle of the ocean. Yep. Um, just, yeah, I mean, the very believable medical technology that we see today, obviously. I mean, clearly. If you watch that surgery scene, they just like pop his face off. Yeah, pop it off. Another one on. Nicholas John Travolta, basically the same body type. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, so high, apparently. Exactly. Like, and can we just talk about the sex is Joan Collins? Oh, man. When I think of sex moms, Joan Collins. Mm-hmm. Kidding, Alan, that's going to be you by yourself there. But, <laughs> either way, Joan Collins is a fine actress, but that's Alan's top that, No. <laughs> Don't put me there. Don't oh, put me man. there. Uh, the end when they just adopt another kid and just bring him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, sure. Sure. Yeah, you can come with us. That's all right. I mean, and John Woo got his doves in. The speedboat face was, like, filmed on the first day of filming. If you look at <sighs> behind the scenes on that movie, um, I know this isn't a John movie, but it's a perfect double features face-off in Con Air. If you just want mid-'90s action and just in its whole with Nicolas Cage as the bridge piece between the two, face-off in Con Air has probably been a double feature I've done more than five times in my life. Sometimes. Why is that fell asleep in a theater to Con Air? Yeah, so. I fell asleep. Yeah. I work in the morning, done a full shift, and then come on to the cinema with my wife and went to see, went to see Conair and then fell asleep at about half past ten at night. Oh, right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Conair is, a, I mean, you could just do a top five Nicolas Cage. I wish I could have, but uh, face <laughs> off. Uh, we'll draft at some point. Yeah, face <laughs> off. It's, uh, it's, it's just... It's batshit. It holds up. It's there's just crazy performances. Kids getting murdered. Faces touch the floor. I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> it's just it's like, and that was improv too, which is just fantastic. Like how creepy Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta as the dad is in those scenes. Oh God, yeah. So yeah. like 1990s did not fuck around with the creepiness with young teen gals. Uh, I mean. <laughs> And so I guess I'm using that as a reason to have it on my list. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was a perfect way to close out the draft there, Aaron. Well done. Absolutely. Tony. Well done. Can we recap of everyone's teams as they. Absolutely. So we'll do this and just say, for people by watching, if you want to start putting in the chat what they should have oh, yeah, Smoking a cigarette face completely off and it's covered in ketchup. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, okay. fucking vol. One fucking guess. One <laughs> <laughs> fucking guess. <laughs> All right, Ooh. so Jordan went first. So his first pick was overall the Sounds of the Lamps. Then he went to Halloween. Then the Karate Kid. Then to Aladdin. And then finally Star Trek First Contact. Peggy was next. Uh, she went first off with Breakfast Club, Toy Story second, Coming to America third, Philadelphia fourth, and 50 55th. Alan went third, he went Valor first, Boys in the Hood second, Grapes of Wrath third, Three Amigos fourth. Why do you do Three Amigos third? And then finally finished up with Christine. <laughs> that would have been too predictable. Exactly. That list just runs the entire game. <laughs> All right. Dave, uh, next, uh, Dave first went with Rocky, Ferris Bueller's Day off second, The Thing third, Iron Man fourth, and Ronin fifth. 
Then last but not least, Aaron Sintry first, Die Hard second, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance third, Planes, Trains and Automobile, and Face Off. All right. Should be interesting when we see the voting later. Absolutely. So uh, just say anyone that's watching for the first time, so what will happen is that we'll put a link up in the future presentation page so you can find that in the description. Uh, go in there, sign up, and you can go vote on who had the best list. Mm-hmm. So as we're waiting for people putting in what they should have picked, um, quick question for you guys. What's the one film that you want to steal from someone else's list? I'll go first. I wish I had Sing Street. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping to get that in later, later, later rounds. I think that pretty much would have replaced my 50-50 pick, but what can you no do? No way it was making the fifth <laughs> round ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll it. I'll I'll my number two pick was The Breakfast Club, so I would have taken that. Fair. Mm. Uh, I wanted coming to America. I had coming to America, so uh, I, I applaud you, Peggy, for your excellent taste. And Aaron, what would you be going for? Absolutely, coming to America, one hundred percent. That was a that one. Everybody wants my team. You time out where that was on the video. My I was in pain for a moment. I looked down, <laughs> kind of lost my soul a little bit. Um, I can't believe I. I made the wrong gamble. I just, I went with Sing Street. For, I guess I was either going to get, either my answer was going to be Sing Street or Coming to America for this one. Because I was going to get both of them, it looks like. So I probably should, maybe I should have went those two and hope Die Hard Clip, I guess. I, I don't, I have a little remorse there. Coming to America for sure. All right. Um, just a quick say, uh, Coming to America, third best Landis Murphy collaboration. Yes. Okay. Random places. Random places. Hills, top three. Yes. Third. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Did you say cup three? Beverly Hills Cup three is a fucking film, dude. I, I don't mind it. Mind it. Good. I love Wonder World. Wonder World. I love everything. Todd getting shot on his last fucking day. Beverly Hills Cop three with a cameo by George Lucas at the spider uh, spider thing. Yeah, kids get. Um, But having that above coming to America, get your own. Get rid of. Get rid of Tony. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Yeah. How thank you. That wraps it up. How dare you? All right, uh, then, Dave, do you want to get gone or? No, 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 sure. Okay. All right, I'm a white yeah. now. I only <laughs> so much as I, I kind of agree with him. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no I'll block that five. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I agree with him. Yeah, it's I, I, coming to America. I, I I enjoy it, but it's not. No, you don't look at your face. You yeah, can't no, speak no, to America with that face. If uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, on the list, there's only one that made me pick for my choices, made me change my choices. That was Boys in the Hood. If I could have had that, yes. Ronin wouldn't have made it. So oh, wow. Up. All right. Yeah. It, it, it was my first overall was always going to be Rocky. Boys in the mm. Hood, as I said, was, was my second, first choice, second. but didn't last. Um, Iron Man, I always wanted Iron Man on there. Ronin was that last one there where it's, you know, actually this one's for me because I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many others I could have chosen. I had Escape to Victory on my list. I, I, I was oh, wow. purely simply because any film that can match 
Bobby Moore, Ozzy Ardiles, Sylvester yeah. Stallone in goal, and yeah. Osman, who played for Leicester City, the team where I live, into some kind of war film. Just is is yeah, there's yeah, I'm, Magnificent Seven was on there. Mm-hmm. Predator, how did Predator not get toped? Yeah, that's yeah. I'm kind of confused because I had that on my too, and I'm so I'm, I'm surprised nobody got there. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I wanted to change my list a little too much. It, it was on mine. Mm. Was it? Wasn't on mine? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, on mine. Yeah, 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 which one? Marathon Man. Oh. I nearly picked Elf just because I love that movie and I think it's going to be a, cla- a Christmas classic. If it's- <laughs> it already is. Yeah, I'm about to say, I, I think it's a Christmas classic already. My kids are eight and uh, ten, and we've watched Elf since um, my youngest was, or my, yeah, it was youngest was five, and it's a bit every year, you know, mm-hmm. twice during the Christmas season. Uh, they love that thing. There's only but two yeah, Christmas. <laughs> yes. And the only other ones that really weren't picked on my list were While You Were Sleeping, and that's John Turtletop. And then the original Magnificent Seven, I had that on there. Yeah, yeah, Three Ninjas mm-hmm. was on my list, too. And I didn't think that. <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> not, that's my Turtletop. So. That's your Turtletop. Rocky loves your family. That was very close to being my five, I'll be honest. I... That's one of the movies I probably watched more than any movie as a child. Uh, mm. I watched it more than Home Alone, more than all the movies it ripped off, then Surf Ninjas. But Surf Ninjas. <laughs> oh. I don't think Surf Ninjas was directed by a director. I think they just. It just kind of happened. <laughs> it's, it's actually a documentary. A documentary. <laughs> Right, so we'll, we'll start quickly just running out a few people in the chat have been shouting out. Um, oh, Jonathan Peck with the Blues Brothers. That's a good yeah, film. And then yeah. uh, the Maltese Falcon and Cheshire Sierra Mazit. <laughs> the what? What? It's nearly 2 a.m. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> so fuck off. It's my channel. <laughs> A wheel yes, this is officially the longest episode of Fantasy Film Fights. We've yeah. <laughs> it's fucking J- Aaron. Every time he's on this channel, it's longest. Stretch it, stretch it, stretch so, it, stretch it. Deliverance, American Par- Amer- Werewolf in London. I'm surprised American Werewolf in London didn't get picked. That was on mine too, but I'm surprised that yeah. didn't get picked. Same. Wait, Doubt was I really? Who directed Doubt? It wasn't Timmy, was it? Well, it was uh, John Patrick. I am very – that is one that I wish I put on my list. Um, if I would have – I did not research that well enough. I'll be honest. Sorry. That would have made my list. Um, mm. I, and it would have made my list pretty early. Um, mm. that, is, that is an incredible, incredible movie. Um, Meryl Streep and Philip Meryl Streep, yes. And Amy Adams. That is a great yeah. pick. I don't know how I mm. remember who directed that movie. It's – I, it's one of my favorite movies of the last twenty years. I think yeah. I want to see the I want to see the play of it. That movie is very thought provoking. Um, 
the, how you justify the lies of Meryl Streep because of what she thought she knew without facts. Mm -hmm. That, wow, that's a great, great pick. Um, and I don't it's know a, how I It's did. a great film. That's one of my favorite movies of, yeah, the last yeah. No, not No, I didn't think of who directed that. Great choice. Yeah. That's a, a lot of movie. a lot of my list and picks are are I always go back to rewatchability um, movies I can just watch over and over again and doubt is one of the best movies I think I agree with you in the last twenty years but uh, it's not really rewatchable for a joy purpose you know <laughs> rewatchable in a different way though I think if you oh yeah definitely a different way yeah. it and you view it as Meryl Streep being the predominant liar and maybe Philip Seymour Hoffman not being guilty like it is a a, a horror movie in a completely different way. So yeah, yeah agreed. You start agreed. It makes you kind of doubt your doubt yourself. So there you go. I don't keep talking, but doubt is an amazing movie. It, yeah, amazing. So I uh, just say I got I miss half the name. It's John Patrick Stan Shanley that directed Doubt. He also good, did Joe Bus. Yeah, okay, no. Whoever pulled that one, good pull. <coughs> I wish I had. It was the full. It was the foremost mode on Jump. So he kind of. <laughs> kind of comes to the thing. Schmodown, whatever that is. Schmodown, am I saying that right? Yeah, I've heard of it somewhere. <laughs> uh, also, uh, yeah. people stop, uh, watch Stop Making Sense of something while the real peak Demi. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to begin. I'm adding that to my list, Paul. <laughs> so, um, just briefly, <laughs> anyone else, any movies that was literally on the cusp of your list that you pissed off at, didn't get anyone didn't pick? Not, so not, no one didn't pick because I didn't expect them to, but a real left field one that I was going to put right at the end. I had Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was Shakespeare in Love was never going to make it. No, it was no. bottom of the list. Was, was never, yeah. never going to make it. But Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, I, I, I don't, it, yeah. it's kind of a. If it's on, I, I quite enjoy sitting down and watching it. I never hunt it out to watch it, but if it's ever sort of play yeah. it, I'll sit and watch. No, that's a very good way to describe that. It's not something you'd hunt out, but if it's on, yeah, it's an enjoyable watch. Yeah. I was kind of hoping uh, somebody would pick up Four Brothers. Yeah. Singleton's best movie in my personal opinion. Well, not yeah, I won't go there with you. <laughs> and it's a Thanksgiving movie, so there you go. It's the only movie that makes sense. It is a Thanksgiving movie. There's so few of them. You'd think there'd be more Thanksgiving movies out there. Right, but there's not a lot. No, yeah, right. one country that does it. So why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Fair, fair, touche, sir. Touche. Too, because I suppose the Canadians do. But just a quick shout out to John Waters. Overall, I couldn't really oh. John Waters movie to because true. I really just I'm there's all. It's hard to pick one. But Serial Mom. Serial Mom is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If you're, like, they're just so, so – there's nothing like them. And, uh, no, the, yeah, they're unique, very I unique. Shout out to John Waters. Um, he's yep. not for anybody. So yeah. like, some people are not for everyone. Yeah, Pink, Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos, yep. Cry Baby. Yeah, Cry uh, yeah. Baby. Some, there's some beautiful ones out there. Yeah, so, yes, good work, sir. Yes, shout out to John Waters. Yes, Excellent. John Waters and then – um, Anna and the Apocalypse was just one more that um, almost made my list. One of my favorite musicals of the last few years. Um, mm. And I don't like zombie movies usually, and I don't like musicals, and I like this movie. Um, mm. So, again, just McPhail, John McPhail. Did not McPhail with this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
My list of movies to watch is growing rapidly in this episode. I love it. Don't put, <laughs> don't put Irony Apocalypse on. What? I was, what was I'm just saying don't put Irony Apocalypse on the list. John what was that, Jordan? So you should throw rounders on that list from John Dahl. Oh fuck! Geez. Yes, ah, rounders is fantastic, dude. That's a great. I, I just actually rewatched that the other night. Um, How is that? I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's love the that movie. Became a poker <sighs> Literally, nice. Yes. Paid in college playing poker because of fucking. Wow. Wow. You mentioned something about uh, having a poker face very early in the draft. And it made me start thinking. I was like, "Is somebody going to get it?" I have rounders. Yeah, I am at researching this. I tried to research the best I could, and I thought I covered all. But, oh man, uh, right? Dude, me go, too. Dude, that would go on my top. Rounders is a great pull. A great pull. That's fantastic. We're gonna, we're gonna have to John do a Woo. night soon. Start. One more John Woo film that I love is Hard Target with um, Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. He's playing a Cajun with a hell of a mullet. A huge uh, mullet. And uh, his his dad is played by uh, the diabetes guy. Um, what Wilford Brimley? Wilford Brimley. Brimley. <laughs> the diabetes guy. He lives. He lives in a cabin with a bow and arrow, and he like just is Wilford Brimley in the whole movie. <laughs> uh, fucking wild. As one does. Hard target is wild. As one does. <laughs> wild. <laughs> like Alan right. Shepard and Bliss wild. <laughs> yes. Alright, well, it's gone 2 a.m., so let's wrap this shit up before Dave actually yeah. has to go to work. Before yeah, he's going to pass out. I'm going to stay awake now and just go straight to work. Fuck it. <laughs> Might as well. So, uh, just quickly uh, wrap up. So, um, last week it was three word titles. Uh, the winner from the poll from that was Cameron Holtzman. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, Congratulations, Cameron. So, Congratulations, Cameron. It's list three word titles. It was Social Network, 12 Angry Men, Children of Men, West Side Story, and A Big Sick. Oh, wow. Well, nice. That's a good uh, list. Mm-hmm. There's a good list. There's a few good lists. Apart, apart from mine, apparently. You also. Um, next week is Pixar Characters. So if you are interested in doing that, please send either myself or Peggy a message. And mm-hmm. then week after that is Peggy's Birthday Bonanza. Uh, then we got Builder Zombie Apocalypse Team and then movies with a name in the title. So anyone's interested, please send us a message, put it, put it on the Facebook page, do whatever, send a carrier pigeon. Uh, <laughs> FPTL, FPTL Sunday, uh, we're still true. Uh, the list is still up for people to apply. So if you are interested, put your name down, um, we'll pick it tomorrow. And also the Enchantment on the Sea. Uh, well, I need to get the fucking poster up because I can never remember the full name. <laughs> Why did I give it? Okay's <laughs> name is um here we are. Me, me, me. The enchantment of the sea trivia match, admittance for most for no price, aka known as the free for all, is happening uh March 22nd. Uh so deadline for putting your name in for that is going to be on Saturday. So before end of end of February, if you put your name you haven't put your name in, you're sorry you're done for. So that is for anyone that hasn't played in Warzone One and since someone else is in the chat. Uh, anyone that hasn't, but won't play in the showdown one either. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, if you are interested in that, have had an opportunity, put your name down. We'll p- glad to have you in. And yep, uh, if, and that's everything we have got to plug. Uh, please like, subscribe, join the pages, all that shit. Um, we'll just quickly go around. Uh, Dave, 
Do you want to have a quickly plug that made your list? Wake um, up. Yeah, that made your list. It's a podcast that's been going for a couple of years now with me. Yes, Aaron, you've got the questions. I need them back. Uh, I yeah, them back. Oh, well. oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's a podcast where an average ordinary film fan, that's me, interviews other average ordinary film fans about their favourite films. Um, 20 questions. Everyone gets the same 20 questions. Um, we blast through it. Normally, one person split over two episodes. Um, yeah, hit it up. You can find it on his page or on Facebook page that made your list. Twitter at that made your Instagram that made your list and yeah that's it so good Apple Podcasts as well yeah uh, Alan uh, anything to promote plug um, I'm around you'll see me on the various things doing the thing um, you know if you're ever in Hawaii you got a tour guide right here to take you around show you all the spots uh, always right, fun to go, be people. doing these things with you guys. <laughs> Come on, let's go. I got three seats in the car, uh, but I got a bus at work. I can hold, you know, 25. So let's go. <laughs> nice. Aaron, anything? Uh, just, uh, I'll be around here losing various matches in leagues that aren't Tony's League. Uh, in Tony's League, I'll be undefeated, though. So that's great. Um, plug the Tony's League. How the fuck have you managed to do that for now? To help me. You know, JK Simmons. Um, but uh, Rowling, sorry. Um, well, but, I'm the dumbest who said J.K. Rowling instead of J.K. Simmons, so that's on me. So yeah, I needed help in each one of my matches. So thank you very much. Um, win's a win. Uh, but anyways, find me on Letterbox if you'd like. I'm I N C U B R O K S Inky Brooks. I liked Inky bits in middle school and never grew up. So thank you, Brooks. And so, uh, I'm on Letterbox trying to write semi-coherent reviews that don't give away the movie. I see tons of random shit. And Jordan, anything? I uh, just want to say thanks for having me. This was really, really fun. Um, look forward to hopefully maybe doing it again. And I don't really have anything to plug. So, so uh, you will soon enough, Jordan. We're going to lure you in. Yeah. Actually, I actually do have a, a, a podcast, but after I moved, this is a new house. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't posted anything in like five months. So I don't really feel like that should, that's an. That's not an honest plug if I do that. Oh, I went 18 months without posting an episode. This is honestly five months is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here, Jordan. Absolutely. That's sure. Thank you. Um, Peggy, anything for yourself? No, no. I had a huge like slew of stuff in the families, and now I'm just kind of in a hiatus kind of period. Nothing going on, really. But you'll see me here every Wednesday co-hosting this with you, Tony. Yeah. And that's think that's it for everyone so for everyone that played thank you very much for everyone watching thank you very much um once again go vote in the facebook group links and everything will be provided and yeah um oh i don't swear on this one so bye oh <laughs> <laughs> that's good to see you. for you no that's not